What do you think of when you hear someone talk about work-life balance? Until recently, it always brought to my mind images of me working crazy long hours and never feeling like I had enough time with my family or to do the things I really enjoyed. And for a while, that was true. I've shared on the show before all the strategies I've put in place at work over the past year so I wasn't working 60-hour weeks, and that helped. But even though I wasn't working all the time anymore, I still wasn't feeling in balance. I still felt overwhelmed, stretched thin, and like there was never enough time. In this episode, I'll explain why it's key to focus on where you're spending time outside of work if you want to feel more in control of your schedule. Because if you're anything like me, those work hours aren't the only problem when it comes to your time. And I'll share one tool to take back control of your time and energy during the 72 hours a week that you're not working or sleeping. Okay, let's dive in. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and neuroscience nerd, and you're listening to The Bold Life Podcast, the podcast for ambitious overachievers and recovering perfectionists who feel stretched thin and overwhelmed trying to do it all. As a recovering perfectionist with big career goals, I know how frustrating it can feel to never have enough time in your day or to endlessly procrastinate because you lack the confidence to take action. I've spent years understanding how our brains work and the mental habits that get in our way. Each week, I'll share actionable strategies and guest interviews to help you get relief from your to-do list, build your confidence, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. I've shared on the show before how a few years back, I found myself working all the time and burning out. I was starting my own business, still working full-time at the hospital, and I was working evenings, weekends, and all my vacation days to make it happen. You're probably not surprised to hear I could only keep up that pace for so long. When I finally reduced my hours and started to cut back, I burnt out. I was mentally and physically exhausted. My motivation was low, and I wasn't as excited about my work as I felt I should be. My brain was done. I was in such decision fatigue, I had to ask my then two-year-old which color she liked better for a coffee coaster in my office. So, I dusted off all the skills and strategies I know that are actually helpful when it comes to productivity and reaching goals from all those years I spent studying neuroscience and behavioral science. Working all the time is not on the list of effective strategies. One of my first strategies, whenever I start to feel overwhelmed, stretched thin, and like I'm constantly playing catch up, is to take a real look at where my time is actually going. Time is a funny thing. Ever gotten to work Monday morning and your colleague asks what you did on the weekend and you're not quite sure what to say? Happens to me all the time. I know I did something. I filled my hours, but I'm not quite sure what I really did. That's normal. Our brains can only keep track of so many things. That's why it's hard to remember exactly what you did in the day unless it's written down. So step one for getting my work habits back on track is always to write it down. I write down everything on my to-do list. No keeping all that in your brain. That's actually a type of mental multitasking that's going to make you less efficient. 
And then I spend at least a week tracking everything I do. I set up a spreadsheet and use a time tracker that I also use with members of my group coaching program, the productivity formula. And I track my days. I record the time I spend on things like emails, work projects, breaks, phone calls, and all the times I'm multitasking or distracted. Things like answering emails while I eat lunch or while half listening to a meeting, for example. And this strategy has been super helpful. It helps me find efficiencies in my schedule where I can move things around or cut out tasks. So I'm focusing on my most important work tasks. And it helps me find places where I'm less efficient. Like those days when I'm distracted by a million interruptions. With all the efficiencies I've put in place over the last couple years, I've brought my work hours back to a reasonable level, which is great. Then this funny thing happened. In January of this year, I realized that even though I'm working a normal schedule, it's rare now for me to work more than 40 hours a week anymore, I still feel overworked. What the heck, right? A colleague of mine gave me Laura Vanderkamp's book, I Know How She Does It, for Christmas, and I started reading it and realized I'm not alone in this puzzle. In this book, Laura Vanderkamp shares the results of what she called the Mosaic Project, a study she did looking at the time diaries of a 1,001 days in the lives of professional women and their families. What she did was she had women in her study track what they did for a full week in 30-minute chunks and ask them to be as detailed as they could. One of the criteria for her study was the women that she surveyed had to make at least 100000 a year. That's an arbitrary cutoff, and she acknowledges that in her book but it is a financial level that indicates they're pretty successful in their jobs and they can probably support a family. Less than 4% of women in the US make this much money according to her book. So these women that she surveyed are super successful. Here are some interesting numbers from Laura's study and from others. We actually work less than we think we do when we take the time to track the numbers. In August of 2014, the Bureau of Labor Statistics in the U.S. reported the average work week was only 34.5 hours. But there's also some research that we tend to overestimate how much we actually work. A June 2011 article in Monthly Labor Review found that when people say they work 75 hours a week, which is a lot, they tend to overestimate by 25 hours. So they're really working 50, which is still a lot. But the point is, we spend less of our hours actually working than we think we do. For the Mosaic Project, the average hours worked was 44. Laura Vanderkam shares in her book some of the creative ways the women in her study manage their time so they could find that balance between work and other areas. And I definitely encourage you to give it a read. This book really got me thinking. Why do we feel so overwhelmed and like we're working all the time? if we're not actually working as much as we think. Say you work 40 hours in a week and you sleep eight hours a night, that's still 72 hours in your week that you're not working or sleeping. What's happening with that time that makes us all feel so stretched thin? I went back to my own time tracker to find some answers. When I last did a time tracker in the fall of 2021, I focused on my work hours only. I carefully kept track of what I did, everything that was work-related. But the rest of my time, I didn't really keep careful track. 
most of my evenings, for example, I just had this chunk from five till eight, where I wrote family time, which probably included things like supper, spending time with Allison and Jason, chores and other tasks like that. Since I felt that my work hours were pretty efficient with all my skills and strategies, I knew I needed to take a closer look at the rest of my week, those 72 hours. What was I spending my time on? So I tracked my time for another week, this time paying closer attention to what I was doing outside of work. And here are some of my key takeaways from my non-work time log. I do a lot of mental multitasking outside of work, and that drains my energy, focus, and my patience. When I tracked what happens after work, that first hour I'm home is pretty busy. I'm helping with supper, I'm getting Allison unpacked from school, I'm getting myself changed from work, putting away dishes, other chores, sometimes still checking work emails. Sound familiar? And I was feeling pretty stressed and busy when I came home as a result. Then I'd have playtime with Allison, which was actually something like me starting her on a craft, then going to put away laundry, then coming back when she needs my help and trying to have a conversation with my husband about my day. You guessed it, more multitasking. No wonder I was feeling tired outside of work. I was getting into some of the same habits in my personal life as I had at work of trying to juggle a million things at once and burning my mental resources and not doing any of it very well. So I felt like I never had time to do anything, or I was always rushing between tasks, because I was. My downtime wasn't purposeful. I'd put Allison to bed, then I'd crash on the couch, half watching whatever was on TV while I scrolled social media or was texting friends and family. Yes, that was more multitasking. I wasn't using that time to do things that really filled my batteries. I wasn't really recharging. TV is great. I love a good episode of The Bachelor or American Ninja Warrior, but I wasn't even really watching the shows. It was more like background noise. The extra couple of hours I had at night, I was spending on energy and time vampires, not doing things I like to do. So I was going to bed feeling like I did nothing at night and frustrated. Here's what I'm focusing on now outside of work. What I'm doing to feel more fulfilled in my non-work hours like I got something actually accomplished, and I actually enjoy my time. I catch myself when I start multitasking at home. If I'm making supper, I'm making supper, not running around doing 30 other chores. If it's time I want to play with Allison, I sit and play with her. I'm not checking emails or getting up to do other things. I also plan my downtime. Right now, I'm crocheting a bag for Allison. So instead of sitting on the couch and scrolling social media, I put on the TV and I crochet. Yes, the TV on is still multitasking, but I can catch up on a show while I work on crocheting my bag. I like crochet. It's a fun hobby. And it makes me feel better when I go to bed if I spend an hour on that instead of an hour on my phone. I also dedicate reading time. And we plan activities on the weekends, like going to visit a friend or going skiing, so that I have things to look forward to outside of work. I'm still using the same number of hours, but I'm taking those great productivity strategies I use at work and moving them to my home life as well. Because for most of us, we actually spend more time out of work. But if that time is spent rushing from task to task, multitasking, thinking about the 10 things you need to get done rather than enjoying the one thing you're doing, 
you'll end up in the same fight with time at home as you do with work. So here's my tool for you for the week. Track your non-work hours for one week. Pull out a spreadsheet and keep track of what you're doing when you're not at work. I like to do 30-minute blocks. That works really well for me. If you're doing more than one thing or five things in that one block, write them all down. Then at the end of the week, take a few minutes and look at what you've recorded. Where did you feel burnt out or stressed? Do you see any patterns? Maybe you're like me and you feel the most stressed when you're trying to do a million things at once at home, or when you're stuck in those time vampires that drain your batteries even more than you'd like, like scrolling social or watching TV mindlessly, watching something you're not interested in. Bonus tip. Is there anything you're doing outside of work because you feel like you should be doing it? That's likely something that drains your batteries and leaves you feeling stressed out. Can that should be cut out of your schedule? Bonus tip number two. Pay attention to how much you think about work outside of work. That's another type of mental multitasking. Are you doing something fun but you're still thinking about work? then you're not likely getting the benefits of that fun activity. Pay attention to how much work is on your brain outside of work. Looking for more strategies to save time in your day? Check out my free workbook, your daily productivity checklist. This free workbook will walk you through the steps that I use to set up my day to maximize productivity so you can get more done without feeling totally overwhelmed or staying up all night to squeeze it all in. You can download your copy of your daily productivity checklist at drnicolebyers.com forward slash checklist. That's drnicolebyers.com forward slash checklist. Okay, let's do a quick recap. If you're working a full-time 40-hour week and sleeping eight hours a night, you still have 72 hours in your week. If you're feeling overwhelmed and like there's never enough time to do the things you like to do, Work might not be the only problem in your schedule. Chances are some of those bad productivity habits are carrying over to your non-work hours and draining your batteries. Freeing up mental space and time outside of work will help boost your motivation, energy, and focus for the things that are really important to you. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, and this is The Bold Life Podcast. Thank you.